welcome. You are listening to Assurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. Today, our episode is a reissue of episode three of our podcast, Total Sustainability in Progress. This podcast was recorded with Julie Press of Intertech's business assurance innovation team. Uh, This episode uh, covers sustainability as it pertains to quality and safety. If you haven't listened to Total Sustainability in Progress yet, please check out the new sustainability podcast at the link in the description of this podcast. Uh, Total Sustainability in Progress covers key issues of sustainability and is the podcast of organizations looking to create a more sustainable future. So without further ado, here is Sustainability and Quality and Safety. Today, we will be discussing sustainability and quality and safety with our guest, Julie Press, who is the Program Manager for Business Assurance Innovation. Julie, how are you doing today? I'm well, Seth. How are you? I'm very good. So uh, what is your experience with quality and safety and what do you do with Intertech? Well, um, I've been in the management systems industry for over 25 years. I've spent a lot of time in various types of facilities, auditing, uh, whether that be to uh, ISO 9000, the Quality Management System Standard. Um, And I've also done a lot of custom auditing to customers' own programs, or also programs that we've, in fact, developed on their behalf. So not necessarily an international international standard-based audit, but based on customer requirements and their, their, their customers' requirements. So those have been really interesting. Uh, for Intertech, uh, I'm the program manager for the custom and uh, second party unaccredited audits program. And in that role, I work directly uh, in supporting the business development team in working through new opportunities with clients and as well engaging with the clients and helping them to better understand exactly what their needs are and how we can help them. Great. Uh, so uh, first question is, uh, how does quality factor into an organization's sustainability efforts? Wow, uh, that's a loaded question. I could go on and on and on, so I'll try to be brief. Uh, really, it's all about the culture of the organization, uh, really focusing their activities around understanding and identifying and managing their risks that can impact their uh, product quality and their sustainability. Um, so. You know, we really want to be seeing organizations focusing on proactive identification and mitigation or elimination of risk or potential sources of uh, problems or failures, whatever one you want to call them, within the organization. So essentially designing those things out of their processes so they're never in danger of having any kind of interruptions to their business. Um, because that, of course, uh, is a strong impact on customer satisfaction if we are not properly managing our business processes we're not able to understand our customers needs or meet their expectations it makes it very very difficult for a supplier to actually satisfy that customer so in this day and age with media and multimedia uh, brand reputation is incredibly important and it's also quite fragile it doesn't take much Uh, of an incident to happen before the industry and potential customers and existing customers might hear of issues with an organization. So it's really important that, uh, again, we're we're in that proactive management phase where we're looking to use our 
quality system to make sure that we're not having uh, any issues and, and we're not going to be negatively impacting the brand. Um, we also need to, you know, just very bluntly from a financial point of view, we need to be able to be doing business as an organization to um, be able to charge clients, to have the financial resources, to be able to reinvest in our workers, to reinvest in new assets for the organization, whether it be, you know, new equipment or new facilities and um, new processes within the organization to really help us drive uh, in innovation and improvement and the sustainability of the business overall. And how does safety factor into an organization's sustainability efforts exactly? Well, workers are so hugely important to the organization. Uh, it's really, really important that the organization be able to demonstrate that they actually have a concern for their workers' health and safety and there are active measures in place to support those workers' health and safety whether that be you know, fitness programs, access to healthy food, support programs offered within the organization so that you know, we're making sure that, that the people that we have working for us want to continue to work for us because workforce stability is really important. And, and that's something that contributes to the long-term financial viability of the organization. So if we have a safety conscious workplace and leadership that actively demonstrates its commitment to worker safety, that contributes to a positive culture. It makes it a place that people want to work. Uh, it improves, improves worker satisfaction. It reduces turnover, which then you know, contributes to the overall stability of the organization and you know, a highly trained workforce that's been with an organization for a longer period of time has the potential to be much um, more valuable and, and able to really offer insightful innovation into the organization. But it goes beyond just safety as well. It's, it's, it's not just having a safe workplace. It's also a workplace that people want to be there. Um, you know, so that means looking at ways to improve the actual working surroundings, whether it be you know, temperature, um, whether it be ergonomics, anything that, that might be conducive to a more productive and a more pleasant working environment has a direct impact on the quality of the product or service that the organization is being provided. It's also really important for the organization to recognize that they need to invest in their workers. Uh, you know, workers need to have the necessary training to do their jobs, but they also need to be included in the development of innovation, the development of goals and objectives for the organization, including sustainability, um, to make sure that they're as engaged and as, as excited about what the organization is doing as the organization itself is, because they're a huge source of input and support and information. Uh, the other thing that uh, any kind of a management system will really help with is providing defined processes for the organization. So, you know, whether that's you know, instructions for workers, documented procedures, it really helps to make sure that we can do things on a consistent basis. And it also helps us to identify anywhere that something has gone wrong. If there's any kind of incident or failure, what part of the system didn't work? And what do we need to do to fix that? And that makes it much more complicated to try and figure those things out if we don't have defined consistent systems in place. 
So, Julie, what aspects of quality do organizations need to look out for? Well, there are a lot of things that really contribute to quality in product and or service because we can apply these requirements equally to a product or a service. As a, an auditor myself, I'm a huge fan and advocate of what we call the plan, do, check, act cycle or PDCA so that we plan an activity, we then do that activity, we then check to see if that activity was done as planned and then we take actions if what we created or the output of that whole process wasn't what we expected. Um, and so success really doesn't happen by accident, at least not on a consistent basis. You might get lucky occasionally, but it's, it's not gonna be consistent. So it's really important to plan uh, for success. And um, there are a lot of factors that go into that. And when we create a poor plan, we might execute it well, but we're still gonna have a poor outcome because we didn't have the plan that we should have had in the first place. We didn't consider all factors. So what we'll end up with is a bunch of time spent creating something that isn't gonna meet anybody's requirements. And that's not a, a healthy business process to be involved in. A good plan, on the other hand, that's executed poorly is also gonna result in a poor outcome, which is again, gonna be a waste of a lot of time and resources. So that's another thing to be aware of is we, you know, when we have a good plan, we need to make sure that the next steps are in place to make sure we can actually execute it. And the worst scenario of all is a poor plan or a no plan that's executed poorly. And we are guaranteed a poor outcome in those situations, which again, impacts our ability to satisfy our customers, be a profitable, sustainable business that's got a good reputation in the industry. So, you know, a good plan executed well should lead us uh, at least in the right direction for success. So the plan, do, check, act cycle is a really strong foundation upon which to base um, any kind of processes within an organization. In the quality environment, we have what we call the seven quality management principles, and they've been around for years, but you know, in a nutshell, they, they talk really succinctly about what any organization should be looking at and, and you know, really briefly customer focus. Do we know what our customers want? Do we Are we anticipating their current needs and their future needs? And are we putting the processes in place to satisfy them? We have leadership engagement throughout the organization. So whatever we're trying to do is the leadership supporting us. And that's of absolute paramount importance. Engaging people. Uh, and that can be internal stakeholders, which is our workers. We talked about earlier how critically important their input is. But we've also got a lot of people external stakeholders that are involved with our organization that have uh, an actual interest in how the business does. And are we engaging those people? Are we communicating effectively with them? Are we providing them with opportunities to provide us with feedback so we can then improve as a business? Uh, taking a process approach that everything, everything that we do is a process. There are inputs that come from somewhere. There's some activity that's done and then that's turned into some kind of an output that then goes down the line to the customer and that may be an internal customer or an external customer. And how well are we managing those processes and recognizing the links in between them uh, and making sure that they're, they're following along. Uh, improvement is, it's, it should be uh, always be a goal of any organization. We want to be doing things more efficiently, more effectively, 
Um, and do we have the processes in place? Are we empowering our people to identify opportunities for improvement within the organization so that we can actually um, take the steps that we need to keep on evolving as a business? Because that's what the customers expect. Are we making decisions based on evidence? Are we making fact-based decisions or are we flying by the seat of our pants? And sometimes flying by the seat of your pants is okay, but on a, on a continual basis, we have management systems for a reason. They produce a whole bunch of really, really valuable data for the organization. And is that data being used to drive sound risk-based business decisions within the organization? And relationship management is the is the last principle, and that just talks about you know everybody, the internal and the external external stakeholders. Are we engaging everyone? Are we managing those relationships, whether it be customers, whether it be suppliers, whether it be our employees, board members? You know, do we have the appropriate means in place to make sure that we're maximizing the relationships and the information that we can both provide and receive from those? Um, stakeholders in our organization. Fantastic. So what aspects of health and safety do uh, organizations need to look out for? Well, there's a lot of crossover between um, quality and health and safety. And uh, some of the things that are important are important on both sides. And I can't say it enough. Uh, is visible leadership support and involvement. That is absolutely critical to anything that's going to be successful with, within the organization, the workers, the workforce. Uh, even the community needs to understand that the leadership is visibly supporting uh, health and safety uh, of the workers. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, allowing the workers to be engaged in the process. You know, they have an awful lot to say. They know probably more than anything about where the risks are within the business. So making sure that there's a reasonable, accessible means for them to be engaged in providing input uh, into health and safety activities within the organization. Making sure that uh, people are understanding of, you know, their, their personal safety, what the practices need to be. They need to be provided with training. They need to be provided with personal protective equipment. They need to know things that they absolutely shouldn't be doing unless they have certain training and qualification. And we need to be looking at how that's provided to the workers. Is it in a manner that's appropriate for them to understand you know is it is it going to be effective for them are we providing reminders are we retraining people on a periodic basis are we training people when there are changes to our process so it's really looking at the overall system and saying are we making sure that health and safety personal health and safety and wellness are in the forefront uh, of our engagement with our with our uh, internal stakeholders um, when we have a health and safety hazard or a risk, um, we need to, again, if we've got that workforce engagement, we need to rely on the workers to help us identify those things, but we also need to have mechanisms in place to make sure the organization is taking a proactive role and saying, what can we do to make our work environment safer? more uh, appropriate for our workers so that again we're looking for potential hazards we're not waiting until somebody uh, slips and trips on something and breaks their leg we're going to identify those risks before those things happen take appropriate actions to remove that risk so that that injury to that worker won't happen and we need to also make sure that the organization is maintaining 
um, emergency preparedness response plan. So if something does happen, uh, there's a there's a tested, there's an effective, and there's an available process in place to respond very quickly and efficiently to reduce the impact of any risks to the organization. Great. So is there more to quality and safety than a management system? Absolutely. It's not about just having procedures and forms to fill out. Uh, it's really about the organization's commitment to its workforce, its customers, all of its internal and external stakeholders. And that, that starts and stops with commitment and visible involvement from the senior leadership of the organization. Um, again, nothing is going to happen that um, of a material nature if it's not supported by leadership. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that when we're within an organization, you can you can see very quickly if there's management and leadership engagement and support for all of the things we've talked about. You know, with commitment to our workers, commitment to a safe work environment, commitment to product and customers, it becomes very evident very quickly if that is in fact in place within an organization and the workforce also picks up on it and the customers pick up on it if that's not the case. So it's it's of critical importance that we're not only putting systems in place, that those systems that we put in place are appropriate for the organization, they're helping the organization, they're generating data that's feeding back into the business that senior leadership is using to make, again, risk fact-based decisions about um, what needs to be done within the organization and the different directions of the organization. So, um, you know, there's nothing, as an auditor, there's nothing that, that I find more disappointing than going into an organization and seeing a bunch of data generated and knowing that I'm the only one that's looking at it as an auditor, that the organization isn't actually using it themselves to drive improvement and sustainability and customer satisfaction and worker safety. So, you know, the whole point behind these management systems is, is to really help us uh, to understand what we're doing well and areas where we have opportunities for improvement. And that means establishing KPIs and looking at our processes and, and having that visible involvement from senior leadership to drive those improvement activities. So what aspects and functions of an organization should be looked at when uh, assuring quality and safety, for example? <laughs> That's, uh, well, pretty much everything. Uh, it's really about the culture of the organization and a culture of proactivity. Uh, it's not about waiting for something to go wrong before we look at fixing it. It's really identifying how we are um, looking at risks, what we're doing about them, how we're managing or mitigating those risks so that we don't have to have a quality or a health and safety issue before we decide that we need to take action about something. So, you know, that's that's the first thing is making sure that we've got that culture in place. And again, that, that all goes back to leadership. Um, but we also want to see that we've got a strong uh, voice of our customer in all of our processes. It doesn't do us any good as an organization if we're not listening to our customers, understanding the direction that they're going um, to the point where, you know, we might not be making something that they want to buy in a few years because we haven't engaged with them in understanding their future needs. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier, the voice of the worker is just so incredibly important. They know so much about how the organization actually operates 
not exactly how management might think it operates, but how it really does operate. And they're an invaluable source of all kinds of information um, about the product, about the processes, you know, challenges that they're facing, um, as well as making sure that we're providing a work environment that's safe for them and, and absolutely um, contributes to their well-being and, and um, you know, them wanting to be a part of our, you know, the organization's community. Um, as I said, that's where visible leadership is, is critical to success. There's just no, no way around it. Um, and that really drives, again, that culture of always wanting to look for ways to improve. Again, we're not going to wait till something breaks before we do something. Uh, we want to always be looking for things that we can do and do better. Um, and how we engage the entire, you know, internal and external stakeholders can really help us in that manner to understand what we're doing well, what we can perhaps do a little bit better, and how we can make those changes. And making sure that, you know, those relationships are really uh, managed well. And that includes our entire supply chain. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do, really, really digging down into your supply chain, making sure that the standards to which we hold our own organization are also um, being replicated and we're mentoring our supply chain in, in ways that they can uh, also look for opportunities for improvement when it comes to quality and uh, worker health and safety. So, you know, those are, again, those strong external relationships that we need to make sure that we're managing. And, uh, and again, you know, if we've got a successful uh, financially viable business, then that's when uh, we can, we have the opportunity to reinvest uh, in the organization and devote some um, energy and time to innovation so that we are in a position um, several years down the line to be to be in line with our customers or even ahead of our customers in uh, new product development and, and things that they're wanting to to incorporate into their activities. So uh, ISO 9001, the Quality Management System Standard, and ISO 45001, the Occupational Health and Safety Management System Standard, uh, both address those topics. So what exactly does uh, the Quality and Safety Standard from Intertech address um, in that aspect? Well, those are both great international standards. They've done a tremendous amount to improve uh, quality and worker health and safety and bring awareness to those topics. Um, there are a few things though where I think the Intertech standard has gone a little bit further and it really drives the organization to look much more deeply into their role in mentoring and developing their supply chain, you know, recognizing that if something goes wrong with a supplier and we have a supply delivery interruption, that can potentially have a huge impact on our organization. Um, it can also have a brand reputation impact on our organization. So we really need to work as a coach and a mentor with the supply chain to make sure that um, we're, again, using all of our knowledge on quality and safety and, and, um, and sustainability to help educate and make our supply chain more valuable to us and our customers. Um, there's also some really interesting wording and some focus around uh, identification of uh, criticality, so critical processes. What's a critical process? What could potentially shut down the business if it uh, if it isn't available? Critical raw materials, critical suppliers, and what are we doing again with risk-based thinking to make sure that we have contingency plans in place? So, should something um, unforeseen happen with any of our 
critical processes, suppliers, products, whatever they may be, we've got contingency and backup plans in place that we can quickly enact so that hopefully we won't have uh, an interruption or uh, a minimal interruption to our supply chain. That includes looking at things like hazardous materials. Do we need them? Um, can we replace them with non-hazardous materials, which again is factors into worker health and safety. If we can uh, remove those hazardous materials from our processing environment, that's better overall for our worker health and safety um, and better overall for the environment because we're not dealing with disposal and, and that kind of thing. Um, the other, another area that I think is really strong in the quality and safety standard, uh, and I've mentioned it a few times already, is the real drive in innovation. Uh, so what are we looking at in all of our different areas of our operations to look towards the future? How can we make things better for the community, for the workers, for the customers, uh, for our organization overall and what are we how are we planning for that innovation and that's really where it comes down to um, we're not just sitting down on a Tuesday and saying okay we're going to do innovation today we actually have a plan for it going back to what I talked about before is planning for success um, and we're you know we're building innovation into our budget so that we can make sure that uh, that's something that we're doing on um, an immediate basis and also on a long-term basis to help the company to be viable um, one, another thing that we often see, again, you know, from the inside of the company as auditors, is there are lots of different objectives that have been established in various, various areas of the organization, but they don't really relate very well to each other, and there's not a tremendous amount of alignment between them. And one of the things that, that is really important to the overall corporate strategy is making sure that all of these objectives that we're establishing and things that we're measuring are actually complementary to each other and not competing with each other. And that's something else that's, that's really strong in the quality and safety standard and across the entire sustainability standard group, which is, is fantastic. Um, and again, we're bringing in the financial side of the businesses, you know, all these things that we're planning for, all this innovation that we want to do, all of the new processes that we want to implement, the changes we want to do in health and safety and our product design. Are we actually financially planning for that? Are we engaging um, our financial leaders and our budgeting process to make sure that we're prioritizing what we need to do and what we want to do so that we can actually make it happen on a, on a business basis and, and continue with a viable business into the future? Great. Uh, thank you, Julie, for taking the time to discuss this today. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Assurance in Action. Again, please feel free to check out our new podcast, uh, Total Sustainability in Progress, at the link in the description of this podcast. Also, please follow us on social media, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, and subscribe to both Assurance in Action and Total Sustainability in Progress if you haven't yet.